What up, what up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth. I'm OB. And this is The Kickstand, a place where you're going to kick up your motherfucking feet and chill out for about an hour or so. Don't forget that you can find us on Google Music, you can find us on TuneIn, and you can find us on iTunes as long as you have the purple player. Um, and don't forget about our main home, which is SoundCloud as well. And we today we're going to start it off with the new segment that we started off last week, which is Kick That Lyric. Yes, sir. You want first or something? Go first. I'll go first. Okay, you go first. All right. I had like two different for ones, but I was trying to figure out which one to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right, I got one. All mm-hmm. right. They locked me up for 12 days. I can't comprehend. Now I'm a free man on the streets again, chasing St. Ives down with some Seagram's gin. Was that some big? Um, it's definitely in the era. I know, I kind of feel that it's in the air. <laughs> was it Jay? Nope. Alright, who was it? Mob Deep. Okay. Cradle to the Grave. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I got you, I got you. I'm going to stay in the air too. Alright, so mine go, thug niggas get a mix the chicks. Toe down. We rock, We sip drinks, rocking minks, flashing rings and things. Front and hardcore, deep inside the Jeeps, Mac and do, uh, doing my thing. Fly nigga, you a Scarface King. Bitches grab their tattoos, get them niggas for their cheddar. Fuck it, Gucci sweaters and Armani leathers. Flossing rocks like the size of Fort Knox. Four carrots, the ice rocks. Pussy banging like Versace locks pop. Um, once, uh, yeah. Want to the creep, and this is so bad. On the light, raw ass cheeks, I'm sexing raw dog without protection, disease infesting. Italiano got the Luciano. I guess down fucking with damn. <laughs> and that's your keys to the drop. I ain't even gonna say the name. Boom, jingling baby. I got. I got crazy Dominicans who pay me to lay low. I play slow rolling with the firm mafioso kingpin. It's all real, nigga. What the fuck the deal? I shot you. That's definitely big, right? Nope. That's Nas? Nope. Hold on. Easy? You're getting close. You're in, you're in that vicinity. That's Foxy. It is Fox. That's that's Foxy. That's from um, um, Quastone. Nope. Wait, no. That's, that's definitely some firm shit. It's some firm shit. I've heard that line before. What song is that? I don't know the song. So it is Foxy and it is Who Shot Your Remix. Oh, okay. From okay, LL Cool okay, J's okay, album. Okay, alright. Hell yeah. So that I definitely mean, sounds some locks, something some firm type shit. Right. Because once you got down to the motherfucking um, four, uh, floss and rocks the size of Fort Knox, four carrots, ice rocks, pussy banging like Versace locks pops. Like, yeah, that's. I was like, okay, that sounds like Foxy. It's some nasty shit. You hell yeah. You always be on that. All right, so we're uh, back into the Ratchet and Ridiculous. What episode? We on, what, 73? Mm-hmm. It's so much. We got so much going on. Um, so we did have a week, and we've had a couple of things that have kind of gone on um, within that week. First of all, let's just send our prayers up to Diddy after the devastating shock about his ex, Kim Particle Porter, who died at the age of 47. That is crazy. Young as um, She was definitely really, really young. So Kim was, um, she was a model. Um, so many people on the internet have pulled out so much support for Kim. It's just been completely, completely crazy. So she is the mother of 
The twins. The, not even just the twins, because what he has... If you count Quincy, it, it kind of creates it as five, because he had the other two sons, and then he had the twins, so that was four. And then Quincy, he he raised. Right. So, she's the mother of all five of them. Technically. Technically, yeah. so... But they all lost their children, and it's just... I mean, lost their mother, so that was just really, really, really super sad. And so, I think it says... Let's see. The... 24-year-old Justin. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, it was it was definitely a devastating, devastating blow and just kind of crazy. So, part of some of the stories that I've read, um, it, it happened to be pneumonia and it was just something that her body just couldn't fight anymore. Um, so, she had been a little bit sick for a little while, but it just, it, it came out, you know, to be a tragic end. But, you know, once again, our prayers go up with Diddy as well. Um, Sean, keep your head up because that's that's just that's a lot. That's definitely a lot. Anyway, in more ratchet and ridiculous news, Bow Wow. Well, see, this starts off bad. <laughs> Bow Wow. She and, said that. Right. Bow Wow. Um, Bow Wow and Erica Mena blast each other again on the internet. Why is this even news? It just is. It just is. Um, the question is. Oh, this is so bad. Um. What year? What year is this? Because nobody understands why this is even still something that's happening. <laughs> the the question that's being asked now: the two exes are publicly uh, bashing bashing each other again. Bow Wow and Erica Mena have been at war on social media this week over a comment Erica made about her um, growing up hip hop Atlanta ex. After the Shade Room posted a video of Shad asking women why they do want to eat at Applebee's instead of Novo. What? What? No, no one no one cares. Um, Erica commented, can y'all forget I ever dealt with, with him, please? The comment apparently pissed off Shad because he brought up an old social media rumor that Erica slept with over 500 people and Erica clapped back <laughs> with um, an, ep- an epic way. Nope. Uh, she says, just like we won't forget them 500 bodies, said, uh, said Shad. Wow. First of all, no, why would, why, why would you say something about somebody's body count? Like, sir, you already short. People don't care. Like my But then she even clapped back even harder with, um, you mean the 500 bodies you stay eating between my legs, standing up, little man, Erica replied. Damn. Why, why, why? Damn. They help you grow your little whiskers. Woo, child. The Nigga disrespect. said you done brought wow. this on yourself, Playboy. Wow. First of all, then at this point, now Bow Wow is threatening to put out this sex tape between him and Erica. First of all. Okay. Now it's just like, see, here first this dumb ass shit. Oh, like, sir. That is a crime in California, number one. Number two. Nobody wants to see that. No Nobody one cares. Wa- no one cares. Both of you are technically now re- reality show stars and you are irrelevant as fuck. The best thing that anybody could ever dealt with was the Bow Wow Challenge. Sir, you have blown your load, figuratively and literally. You've blown your load. Like, nobody can- like you have been a child star forever. And, that- and now you're just irrelevant. And now it's, it's like... It's one of those things where you've had so much access and so much, um, so much 
just being able to kind of move in the industry yeah. that it's like can't nobody tell you nothing but either way it's just like it's it's useless it's like why are you wasting your time my nigga like or, or it's just like alright nigga we might need to call Mona nigga you had a CSI that failed like nigga you wanna be you wanna be in the back in the scene let's call Mona right <laughs> Let's call Mona. She has she has open spots. Mona is the plug. She always got open spots, my nigga. You can definitely get your share. You feel me? Like, bro, you're, you're failing career. We get it. <laughs> we get it. You can take the route that everyone else is taking. You know, go get you a little love of hip hop. You feel me? A little fame real quick. Just, just to bring your name back. You and chat. that probably wouldn't even work. <laughs> it niggas, probably wouldn't because I think people understand. Niggas would be like, well, who, who the fuck cares about Bow Wow? Niggas would say that. Who the fuck God. is... And furthermore, you're already on another reality show talking about growing, growing up hip-hop, which confuses me because none of the legacy that he has... Okay, so the legacy that he has... First of all, you talk about Uncle Snoop. Uncle Snoop is one thing, but number one, that's not really your uncle. That's just a, more of a mentor. Snoop Dogg calls everyone nephew. Everybody nephew. So that that definitely definitely don't matter. He literally calls everyone fucking nephew. And then secondly, you um, you know, you definitely worked hard to get your spot. Let's 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 not act like ain't nobody one dance with Bow Wow. Hell yeah! His motherfucking head was everything. He everybody was lied and said they related to him when I was little. Right, right. Yeah, all right. The Bow Wow. That's my cousin. Like, like okay, no, no one. You've yeah. never been to Cleveland. Like yeah. you, know, you don't know <laughs> like, this little boy. You know, it was grown ass women trying to throw pussy at him and shit. Like it just, it, it's a lie. He had his share. He but had it's his like, share. Nigga, grow up. But when do you grow up and say, "Yo, this is this is entirely too much"? Because you damn sure not that child anymore. Yo, you, you so not. So in the hindsight, let it go, sir. Yes, Mister One Hundred Six in Park. Oh my god, <laughs> Mr. that one. made me mad too. That made me actually stop watching One Hundred Six. Like in Park, nigga, Mister One Hundred Six. Excuse me. Once he started being a host of One Hundred Six in Park, that actually made me stop watching. How dare you Park disrespect One Hundred Six in Park like that, Mister like, One Hundred Six in Park? Sir, nigga, do you know who was here before? Mister One Hundred Six in Park <laughs> was motherfucking AJ. Like, how okay? dare you? AJ claim? was Mister One Hundred Six in Park. How dare my nigga. you claim this title, nigga? No. Doing what? <laughs> Out of here. Go ahead, nigga. Whatever. Any old way. So, we went through all of that. Okay. So, even greater news, which I don't know why, if my laptop would want to be great, it don't want me to be great. So, I'm going to go to my second option. All right. So, Missy Mr. Mina Elliott is inducted as the first female rap artist that is inducted into the Songwriter Hall of Fame right next to... Jay-Z and Jermaine Dupree. Really? That is epic. Give Missy her things. All of them. Stop playing with Missy, y'all. I'm so glad that she's getting that shine because there should be no reason. Just like that whole thing the last time that we talked about with um, her not getting uh, the Video Vanguard Award. Oh yeah, why would you and they give gave it um, to Jennifer Lopez, yeah. y'all. Why would you give this to Jennifer Lopez? Again, not to say that Jen- Jennifer Lopez is a mean ass actress. Jennifer Lopez is a mean ass dancer. Like we, Jennifer Lopez is a businesswoman. Nigga, she get. came out as a fly girl. We know, like her history, her resume, is, her her resume is stupendous. But at the same time, let's not but forget a video music <laughs> no, award. Hell no, hell nigga, no, hell no, hell no. Which you won't do. Hell no, you definitely talking about. Like, Missy is definitely, to me, my opinion, like, granted, I'm young, so it's like, you know, the era, like, the, the when I got put onto Missy, I was definitely a whole child. Yeah. But at the same time, 
even when I was little, like her resume was just like wow, like sick. All her every single music video, I've never seen a dull music video from from fucking Missy ever. Like, right. and she does she does doesn't she, does, she choreograph all her shit too? Yeah, she does the choreography. Yeah. So it was like, what can you? You feel me? Right. And she's still a bad bitch doing it. Like Killing. she's still fucking shit up. So it's like I agree with you. And Missy works with. Everybody, and she has. She has literally touched every motherfucker in the every game. Every genre. She's definitely touched everybody. So it's like you can't really. So, you can't. That's something you just can't take from her. Y'all not. Y'all not gonna get my bitch her things. Because and the, of wait, and another thing. What the? Well, I don't even know what the fuck J Lo has put out. Like, I don't even. <laughs> the last shit I'm that she recently put out is is a song. I think it had like DJ Khaled and Cardi B on it. It, that was that was it was the De, the De Niro song. Was that so was before or after that she got the award? It was a little. It was only a little bit before, so it wasn't like super super before. But there was still, still? no, oh, no. reason Hell for no. Jenny from, <laughs> Jenny from the block. Right, but still it was like how never mind. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, y'all y'all got that y'all got that. No, Shit. MTV and two, and this is why I kind of like I, I'm not I'm trying to stop boycotting everything because uh, then I'll be watching nothing. But MTV, <laughs> even with that, it's just like MTV in general. Like y'all need to do better. You must do better because you already we already telling you that we out here. So why y'all keep playing with us? Why do y'all keep playing with our emotions with the bullshit when you know when there was a Missy video that would come out. A Missy video was on the same scale and epicness of a Michael Jackson video. So for y'all, so for y'all, y'all basically what you're saying is like at that time when she like her prime prime like mm-hmm. when the shit was coming out, y'all look forward like you. Yo, Missy just forward. got this. Like she got this new video. They used to do the MTV behind the scenes, and you would love it. You would love watching what that shit was going to look like and then seeing the full finished product. I think by the time, I think the last time I ever really seen a behind the scenes video was right before Aaliyah died with Rock the Boat. See, that that's was probably the last time I remember. they don't do anymore. Nope. I remember that. They really used to do behind the scenes what shit. What is like, there to do? What is there to do? Yeah, because now... Be honest. <laughs> be honest. What is the behind the scenes? Now it's just like, I drink it's, till it's, I smoke, so till I... Like, it's right, it's we bitches on... It, but no, now, now, even with they auto... No, I guess that video wouldn't even... Nah, no, that ain't really... But even with that, it's just like, there's no real substance behind yeah. no, these music half videos. The, half of these music videos is literally like, not even no... Like, a lot of these music videos now, from what I see, is just the song being played in the background and just some shit happening. Just video. something. Like no artist is really like really performing their video anymore. Like, that's no the thing dancers, that pissed me off about. There's no, it's no real shit. No. And that's why Missy Elliott. I think every video Missy Elliott has ever had has dancing in it, has choreography. Every just like on some Beyonce shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember a time. Every video she has choreography in her video. Yeah, she I, has dancers. She has a whole lineup. She has yeah. like a whole routine, all that shit. And I really want Missy to come back as an artist. I really do. Because the last song, and I want to say that was maybe uh, now about to be. Wasn't two. it called um, I'm Better? Wasn't it the video where she had motherfuckers inside the, like, the boxes and shit? Yeah. That, that music video was hard as shit, yo. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I remember that video. Was and they was, they, was on a, they was on a, um exercise ball yes, and shit. Yes, yo. That video was hard as a bitch, yo. This is what I'm saying. Missy always sets that bar so super high. And I really want her back. I do. I really, <laughs> really, really, really want Missy back. But, again, if she retires and, you know, right now she's, again, inducted into the Songwriting Hall of Fame, that is where you need to be. You need They need to give you your things and stop right. playing with you. 
Um, so who knows what my next topic is if my my system is doing what it wants. Okay. Oh, so there are some new classic Nickelodeon shows that are up for a reboot. You will be excited about this. Invader Zim. Do you remember Invader Zim? Of course. <laughs> yes. Made a strong impression on just about everyone who watched it in the early 2000s, particularly because it was, it was such of a... how horrifyingly violent it could be for your kid's show. And not Unfortun- just that, it was odd. Yeah, it was. Unfortunately, the series was canceled after two seasons, but that was only increased its status as a cult classic. Um... Speaking of incredibly bizarre Nick shows that are often far too adult um, for targeted audiences, Rocco Modern, Modern Life is also returning to television. That shit is going to be so good. That I'm 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 here for. It. Right. <laughs> um. So that's coming back. Um. Rocko's really yo, Rocko's modern life. Like, damn, son. So, um, the latest Knicks show to have a revival announced is one of the all-time classics. Can you guess what it is? Rugrats. Yep. According to Variety, (laughs) a new new animated (laughs) series. It's an and it's a new animated series. So remember, we talked about it originally. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, wait, wait. We did. We we talked about it originally. Like, how are they gonna? No, no. They're doing the live-action movie. But then they're also bringing back the show. So what you're talking about is the actual show. Yes. So it says the the latest Nick show to, to have revival uh, announced is one of the all-time classics, Rugrats. According to Variety, the new animated series is currently in works with a 26-episode order. Yes. So we're going to have um, enough episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be... Um, I wonder how they're going to do this. I wonder where it's going to start, what it's going to be about. Well, it'd be, it'd be great if they also put it on Netflix, too. Yes. Because... I would hope that they You do. know, they actually... We, I think... I don't know if we touched it last time, but they actually added... Oh, did I just say it to you? I don't remember if it's on the show or not. But they added um, She-Ra, which is a new Netflix series. So, in the 80s, there was, there was this thing. It was a whole phenomenon. It was He-Man and She-Ra. I know what Shira is. Yes, I, I definitely know. That's they, but see, I didn't. I didn't really like Shira. So I mean, because I was, I was, I was a He Man junkie. So I just well, didn't no, no. Even and, and see, it was funny because I was watching actually a documentary on. It was like a Masters of the Universe documentary mm-hmm. of how they made the toys. So there's a, there are two documentaries. There's a Masters of the Universe documentaries, and there um, there's a part of it where it's um, the toys that made us. Right. The toys that made us. That shit is awesome. So the first half of it. Um, they just uh, added an, a second season with some other toys, but they did like um, G.I. Joe, Barbie, Star Wars, and He-Man. Yeah, I remember you told me about that. But the great thing about He-Man was that they did not... He-Man started as a toy before it started as, as a movie yeah. franchise or anything else coming from something else. So now that they added Shira back on there, it, it takes parts of the... Um, it takes parts of the original cartoon, but it adds so much more of a different dynamic. Right. So it, it is something um, that you'll like. Um, so and then speaking of which, going uh, heading back to Rugrats again, they do talk about the new CG, um, the CGI that'll hit theaters in, in November of twenty twenty. It got to be CGI. There's no other way. How else would that be? Definitely not. But well, the- it doesn't look. 
ew, what if it looked horrible? <laughs> like, like, you see how they just did, like, I'm so ecstatic for this Pokemon and this fucking yeah. Yeah. Lion King, but mm-hmm. how you gonna do live action CGI babies? That, like, it's gonna look creepy. I'm, I'm in my it's head. It's gonna be creepy. I'm in my head. It's gonna be fucking weird. There's gonna be some creepy, weird shit. It's gonna be like. Speaking of creepy, weird shit, glad you said that. Great segue. Child's Play <laughs> remake is on the way. Don't look at me like that. Another one? Yes. A remake of the classic 1988 killer doll film Child's Play is being fast-tracked to MGM with its producer David Katzenberg and Seth Gam Smith, whatever, sorry, um, behind the project. Yeah. What? Yeah. So Chucky is here for a reboot. So here's the thing. Um, The first one, the second one, and the third one was it? It was Child's Play 1, 2, and 3. Were probably more in the horror kind of situation. The Bride of Chucky kind of stabilized towards what it was in the 2000s where kind of horror was at that point. Right. Then um, you had the Seed of Chucky, yeah, which, that, which yeah. ended up kind of being also in that that where that genre was where it was kind of it was kind of horrific but it was also funny at the same time so that was kind of where where it was it wasn't as terrifying when you get to the new netflix stuff that's on there that shit is actually a little bit better like the cult of chucky and the curse of chucky right that's a little bit those are a little bit better those have gotten um better um and it kind of tells more of a backstory to kind of prelude to the fast track of this as well so i think those might be those might be good too. We'll see. Um, so we will see um, and figure out what that is. Um, so also they have something that for all of my '80s fans out there, um, if my system will let me be great, thank you. Um, it's a new show that's going to be on Netflix. It's called The Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal was Jim Hansen's 1982 dark fantasy called The Dark Crystal, which was actually a movie, um, but it's going to hit the small screen with a ten part prequel series from Netflix. Um, returning to the world of Thar, three uh, Glyphling uh, learned the terrible secret of the Skysis. I forgot what these words meant. Right. Uh, vast powers and set on a mission to spark a rebellion to save their world. So that's going to be really, really good. So at one point, this was Muppets. This was all like Muppets in like an action packed kind of sci-fi thing mm. so if you ever watch it it's it's 1982 so you know it, it is what it is i mean I, I fuck with sci-fi actually so so yeah um the crow is planning on coming back um i think they're gonna do that as a new movie which is really weird so the crow went through so many adaptations they were like four or five movies then there was a tv show right. so that for the crow fans y'all go out and see that I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, they're thinking about rebooting uh, Conan the Barbarian. Um, I remember a, that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's heading to TV with Amazon developing a small screen version focused on the sword wielding warrior introduced in the pulp uh, fiction of Robert E. Howard in the 1930s. Arnold Schwarzenegger famously brought the um, character to life in 1982 movie and again in the 1984 sequel, while Justice League star Jason Momoa... Oh, shit. That's the dude that played Aquaman. The new dude. That's yeah, the okay. dude that's going... It will be playing the character in um, 
2011 version. What? Uh, so that might have already happened. Who knows? Um, the Mighty Ducks. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. I'm definitely here for that. Might skate again on the small screen. A new series is currently in the very early stages of development based on the early 90s movie franchise starring um, Joshua Jackson and Emilio Estevez. We talked about this earlier. Shira, uh, the Princesses of Power, or sorry, the Princess of Power will return to Netflix in an animated series, girl power cartoon icon. Shira made her TV debut in 1985 and will get mo a modern makeover for the new series set to be released in 2018, which it already has. Right. Fans are in store for an epic and a timely tale that celebrates female friendship and empowerment led by a warrior princess tailor-made for today. Netflix said it, it's going to be a statement. Um, on the Shearer thing real quick before we move on to that. It also... Um, what, was the, what was the one... That's what it looks like. It looks like Steven Universe. Really? It kind of reminds me of Steven Universe in some of the in the anime. So that that's one of the things that made me kind of rock with it. That's what it looks like. I had Steven to think Universe is pretty good. Steven Universe is pretty good. And this is actually surprisingly, I watched the whole series. I'm not mad at it at all. And the the Shira cartoon, the original one, that's still on there too. That the original one's still on Netflix. So make sure y'all check that out. And He Man is still on Netflix too. Oh, with shit. the original 1980s <laughs> one is on it. And He-Man even went all the way up into like the early 2000s. Like there was a... Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, because I think that's about the time I actually got into He-Man. Like, right. Late, like when it was about to go off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, we're going to skip this because that's ridiculous. Green, <laughs> Green Lantern is, is expected to come back with a reboot in 2020. I can't. Uh, oh, my God. And I cannot believe this, too. And it was funny because I just went past this. I know what you did last summer. Get the fuck out of here. Mm, mm. It may be the most unexpected reboot on the list, but even 1997's Teen Scarefest, I know what you did last summer, is heading to the big screen again based on the 1973 teen novel by Louis Ducan. The original movie star Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Pinch Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Ryan Phillippe and spawn two sequels I, which is weird which is weird there isn't another sequel after i know i still know what you did last summer i forgot there was a couple of those i didn't know that there were three like that i forgot that it was like yes if his um previous movies oculus oculus was crazy i ain't gonna lie oculus was crazy and hush hush was actually crazy too hush was on netflix that shit was weird you gotta watch that are any indication um, writer-director Mike Flanagan is likely to up the horror ante this time around, thank God. Um, when the project was announced in 2016, Flanagan said his movie would be a reimagine and innovation of the source material. So don't expect a freshman armed um, with a hook, oh sorry, a fisherman armed with a hook to play a major part in the pilot, which is good. Please don't. <laughs> just don't. So we're not here for that. So. We, just don't, cause it was yo, it was so bad. And what was uh, what what was his name? Jack Black was in the second one. 
Remember, he was the dude that he was, was getting high. Like, Jack Black was in the second one. Brandy was in the second one. Makai Pfeiffer was in the second one. Like, the shit was hard. Damn, yo, that's an old-ass movie now. I think about it. It is. Like, old as shit. That's a dirt old. Well, that movie got to be, like, 15 years old. Yo, speaking of which, speaking of old movies, Big Trouble in Little China. Don't know. So, that. this movie is super old. It is an 80s movie. Um, this movie is about a truck driver and his friends get into an unexpected battle with the ancient evil Chinese sorcerer in a remake of the 1986 movie starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall. Dwayne Johnson is attached to star in the new version of the screenplay from Marvel's, um, from Marvel writers Ashley Miller and Zach Stans, who co-wrote Thor and X-Men First Class. With no production uh, start date yet, Johnson is currently the only star attached to the project. Now, Big Time in Little China was actually a Marvel film. Just like Howard the the Duck. Was actually like one of of Marvel's first kind of action-packed sci-fi kind of thing. That's tough. I never knew that. I never saw it. Yeah, so so for them to re-grab the adaptation, and I'll show it to you, and I think, as a matter of fact, I think that shit is also, the original one from 1986 is also on um, Netflix as well. So that is something. Um, In other news, Idris Elba has a doll that looks nothing like him. So they created this Idris (laughs) Elba doll. You know, he's he's a huge sexist. Another one of these situations. Yo, when I tell you that this goddamn doll looks like the black dude from 40-Year-Old Virgin, that's exactly what the doll looks like. I was <laughs> like, y'all... <laughs> they get this nigga a doll. Yo, they mix... They totally always miss the mark when it comes to wax figures and black people. Because even if you go to the the wax museums and you see like oh, the celebrity I've seen ones... Oh, i those, those Some of those shits are Horrible. horrible. Because, like, how does Eddie Murphy and Will Smith both look alike? Like, a nigga halfway don't want to go to the wax museum because it's, no. yeah, it's just halfway creepy. Like, it, it is. And then <laughs> and then Michael Jackson just look like a pretty white bitch. Like, what is going on? This is crazy. Okay. Um, speaking of craziness, also heard a snippet of the new Black China song. It's called Deserve. And it deserves two thumbs down. Damn. <laughs> It is not good. Oh, yeah. Didn't we talk about that? We did. We talked about it last week. Because it wasn't out yet, but then it happened like, last no week. One cares, like, we just... No one, no, one, <laughs> no one cares about that. Matter of fact, that shit was the funniest <laughs> on the episode. I said, oh, Black China got a, a new... Uh, you know, she tried to rap. And it was... Lit- we should have literally put crickets in that edit. Because it was literal crickets. You looked at me. Yeah. I looked at you. I'm like, yo. Nobody gives... A fuck about <laughs> not one simple ass fuck. No one gives a fuck about Black China, and especially not her fucking music career that she just apparently came out of nowhere. And I mean, and it it, it, has, it had been talks like, all right, so after the um, what was it the 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 rake it up shit um with her and and Nikki being in that video, it was talks that she was going to do it. But still. but still, nobody cares. It's just if like, anything, Black China do just that. Just be in the video. Just be, <laughs> I, like it's, it makes sense. Just right. be in the video. But niggas don't niggas don't don't care about that you uh, have a song out. No. <laughs> no, there's just no not even a chance. It's just like I, I think maybe because your introduction in the world has been 
Oh God! No, I'm not gonna say that because uh, if I had to, run, I'm running to that woman one day. I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> but just being a um, a vessel for a Kardashian seed—that's yeah, a better way of saying what I was gonna say. Other than so, that, no. But other than that, it's just like you just not. We don't. Nobody cares. And your mama on the internet twerking just ain't making life no better. Grow up. Especially just being like, I just don't get it. You know? No. Like, this is what's being represented. Like, <laughs> um, so speaking of, I, I don't know if it's trash yet, so I'm not going to call it complete trash, but Dipset is back. The Diplomats reunite for a new album after fifth, no, 14 years. They are reunited with a new album. Um, called Diplomatic Ties. The Harlem crew has Cameron, Jim Jones, Joel Santana, and Freaky Zeke. And uh, I'm not, I'm not really mad at it. I mean, I'm not mad at it yet. I don't hear snippets, so I can't I really judge it. it. I need well, to hear I need it. Hear. I mean, because at the end of the day, Dipset yeah. they go, they, they nice as shit. I don't yeah. care about that. Like Dipset nice, but, but I do need to nice. hear. I need to hear like now. <laughs> I need to hear Dipset now. Like I don't need to hear. I know what they sounded like before. I want to hear. Right. Let's see, like, where y'all niggas at right what now. What is y'all doing now? What is y'all doing? Like, let me be clear. Everybody kind of can't make a comeback. Yeah. So, first of all, you, almost eight, nine years ago, you had Jim Jones on Love and Hip Hop. Yep. It's him starting the franchise off. Oh, yeah. I forgot he did. Okay. Jim now has been on reality TV a couple of good times. So, Jim Jones' name is a brand itself is okay uh cameron came back you've seen cameron rap with nikki you've seen cameron um in love and hip-hop recently about two three years ago something like that so he's been in there he has a new he just broke up with juju so i mean it's a lot it's kind of a lot going on in cameron's life so i know he's still getting to the bag jewel's is taking L's, <laughs> so he's on Love and Hip Hop now. <laughs> so Joel's just taking L's right now for Nigga me. Nigga's taking L's per- and right up on Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> he's taking L's. I mean, he took L's. You know what? Really, honestly, truth be told, he took L's after he got on Love and Hip Hop. Because oh, with the with the whole gun charge situation, he had already been. He already at least did this. You know, part of the season, and he really has. He really wasn't on it like that because his his wife. I want to say wife. I think they. I think they are married. His wife, Kim Bella who had been previously on there because she was Chrissy's friend. Oh, duh. So she had been on there a while back, and now she's back on the show. And they're back. as a matter of fact, speaking of which, that shit comes on on Monday with the new New York oh, cast. Shit. So that comes back on on Monday. Um, excited about that. Happy to see Remy and Pap. Can't wait. Um, but back into the dip set situation. Freaky Zeke, what? What? What has happened to Freaky Zeke? Like, where... <laughs> Where, not to say that they couldn't do this without him, because I think. Oh shit, nigga, what? But where? But but it's just like you know, nobody else. Everybody else in this has some type of thing that kept them semi-relevant within this fourteen-year hiatus. This nigga though, Freaky Zeke. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe he didn't did. Maybe he didn't did what Little John did. Maybe because Little John started working with white people. I mean, but, <laughs> I remember, but at the same time, I feel like and was John, with, with Lil John's venture is different. Lil John was like, killing it. He can, he can, Lil John is not a rapper. Y'all. Nobody can ever say Lil John tried to be a rapper. That was the funniest he thing. He was a hype motherfucker. He's a hype man. He came out as a hype man. All his tracks is loud, obnoxious. 
Like, he's in there. Actually, and then surprisingly, the funny thing about it was he was like, um, I remember I was watching um, Hip Hop Squares. And he was on there as one of the contestants. And D-Ray said, well, where you been? He was like, shit, I was making music with white people. And then just because the music doesn't sound what you what you know yeah. of it to be a little John situation, doesn't mean it's not the music. That nigga that getting mean, money. Yo, he's getting that That nigga bread. getting money. <laughs> but Freaky Ziggy, I really can't. I really, I don't know. I, I really want to say something positive about Freaky Ziggy. And I feel like... I, I just I can't. It's like unfortunately, work. the cold hard reality is like. Like I feel like they it, it for me for me what it feels like is like they still backpacking this nigga. Right. Like even when he was out, like if y'all know a freaky Ziki line that just really set the ball on fire, but dip set or just is is a killer bar. Let me know because and, and maybe it was because I wasn't really a huge dip set fan like that. I get that, but I just don't know where he lies in in all of this. We will um, see. <laughs> so I do hope, I mean, I, I hope the bars are up to par. I really think um, it's going to be nostalgic for those that are Dipset fans. Again, no love, no love lost, no shade, no disrespect to Dipset, Dipset because they set up a whole movement. Niggas was out here trying to buy motherfucking pink chinchilla furs with camera on and shit. <laughs> was blooding and ganging with Remember the fucking dish shit the yup in my pink teeth. The yup in my pink teeth. <laughs> and the nigga frozen running like he was carrying Oh my god. I was like, yo, this is reckless, yo. This nigga came out. So bad. So bad. Um, so much flaws. In so so many flaws. Man, but we yo. we will see. We will. I mean, it is not flaws. It just happens to be moments because you got that. Remember Diddy with these shiny ass suits and shit. And, and it just happens to be moments. It just happens to be moments. Diddy's just a shiny suit ass nigga. Oh my gosh. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not even mad at it. I can see it. Me either. Um, so moving on, Hugh Hefner drops his sex tapes into the ocean. How? But all right. Okay, so apparently from the article that I was reading, he had did this prior to. So the sex tapes allegedly have had like Marilyn Monroe on them and other women that they lead from night. He had like a whole archive, a whole treasure chest of shit. So they lead from 1950 all the way up to the mid 90s. Damn. So, you know. Go ahead. Dirt, dirt. You know, you know. All make, caps. Just making sure. <laughs> Big Everybody ain't out here, you know, saying the shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Super dirt on bitches. It's like. like I bitch. mean, obviously, he had dirt on bitches. It's, probably, it's most 100% probably dead now. Yeah. So it probably really wouldn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't because the estate is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, right. But, um. I mean, that's the way to go, though. You don't want your shit to be out? Throw your shit in the... Actually, no, don't throw it in the ocean, okay? Because our oceans are already polluted. This is not a message that I'm sending out to people. Don't throw your shit in the ocean. At best, burn it. Bonfire it and burn it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's tapes, nigga. Whatever it was. Pictures, whatever the fuck. Throw that yeah. shit in the fire. That you is, got money. You can do it. That is horrible. Um, also, Drake is finally being sued again. Finally being sued again. It sounds bad, but it's the truth. Um, but he is being sued for Pound Cake. That song was what? 2000 and... Pound Cake came out like four or five years ago. Four or five years ago? Yeah. I believe so. Something like that. I think so. Yeah. But but Drake is notorious for this. Drake is utterly notorious for not clearing the sample. Right. It is, And even with the nice for what sample? You didn't even clear that with Lauren's people. Which clearly, let's be clear, that ain't even Lauren shit because Lauren don't even own the rights to that shit. You know, she. It's bad enough for her that she already got to deal with damn near the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. Shorty, it just ain't your shit right now. But you did use her voice. 
So I mean, I'm I'm assuming that that would be the, that would just happen to be the case. But Drake, please, sir, I beg of you, if you know what is good for you, you will stop stealing people's shit. It it's, came out 2013. It came out in 2013. Oh, um, nothing was the same. Yeah. Drake again, stop stealing people's shit. The people want just to have to go through this shit in the long later on. Like, right. yo, I don't get it. You niggas got money. Just, just pay the fucking producer. Like, <laughs> just pay the shit, yo. Like, pay it, nigga. Like that shit made you good money. It did. It and, made, then, and then to see the the then Jay Z got on the shit. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> nigga, like. Just pay this man. Like, I'd have wanted his ass too. Oh, Jay Z out there in this shit too? Oh, yeah, nigga. I, need, oh, I, need, I, my I need my motherfucking check now. And let <laughs> that be a lesson to artists and producers and anyone who samples that sometimes, mm-hmm. if it goes that far, you need to make sure that you make space to say, hey, I understand that somebody may come for this. Yeah. You need your royalties and your check. Let me set this shit to the side. Put it to the side. You never know. Because here's your bag. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody got time. For this, nobody has time. And now this nigga dealing with a with a lawsuit. Like, another see, lawsuit that's supposed to start sometime within next month. So stupid, fucking stupid, little stupid shit like that. Like exactly. my nigga, all you had to do was just pay this nigga. Exactly. <laughs> so you know that's the more light skin drama. <laughs> like Drake, please, please. You are making a bad name for for light skin niggas. Fuck that. <laughs> Light skinned niggas in their feelings. They stealing motherfucking songs of this bitch. Stealing beats, like stealing <laughs> beats and shit. I don't understand what the fuck going on. It ain't really my ministry. Pick your shit, nigga. Exactly. Properly. But um, we gonna take a quick break and then we gonna get into some more for the show and then we are gonna wrap it up. Yes, sir. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. All right. What up? What up? What up, y'all? We back. I am your host, Young Smooth. I'm Ob, and this is the Kickstand, and we back with our second half right now. And so we're going to talk about a really, really, really crazy, weird topic for me because I didn't realize that I did it until recently, but we're going to talk about code switching. Code switching is not what I'm about to look at right here. This is weird. We're not, we're not going to do that. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> Laptop just decided I wanted to reboot and give me everything that I already had, which is weird. Okay. Um. But as far as code switching is concerned, we do it all the time. So what made us do this topic was a discussion that you and I had. Right. Which was about code switching and realizing that I do I do it a lot at work. Man, I do it. I call it my get money voice. <laughs> because it's one of those things where I'm like... um, Thank you for calling such and such. This is Troy speaking. How may I assist you? Like, I literally... Like, uh, bitch, this is my money voice. This is my money voice. I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> Every time I've had to use that voice, I get a job. And that's the ideal of what code switching is. It's, it's becoming... Um, you can either do it either being bilingual or multilingual. Right. Or um, using the same linguistics to change up your, your speech or your, or your verbalizing um, in different arenas and settings. It's just what I do. Like I'm, it's so easy. What's the? What is it like when you talking real reckless in the office? Oh, and the client and the, and, the, and, the, and the resident walks in. Um, <laughs> it's it's like how fast can you be like? Oh, how you doing today? <laughs> it, it's pretty much like that. It's pretty much like that. It's um, it's one of those things where it's like I, for an example, I have been in moments where. 
the phone call will come in and we have caller ID on the phone and I know who this phone is. Right. And I'm just, who this phone number is. And I'm just like, oh my God, here we go again. Uh, thank you for calling the courts of Avalon. Does the story speak out about you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to go ahead and do so. All righty. Boy, you have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye. And that's exactly how it's sounds. off the phone like, yo, this bitch. <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah, nigga. Like, it always... It always sounds like that. Like, on the other end, it's... I've... I used to do that, especially, like, when I have days where I don't feel like doing what I have to do. Right. I am literally, like... <laughs> God, there's some bad stuff, and please don't let me ever get fired because of this. Um, but it's, it's not really... I'll walk away and walk to the back, like, after, not, like, leaving a customer or whatever. Let's say I'm getting the keys. Right. After I've done all the things that I had to do. But, like, I, or I'll see them walk in, and I will sigh. Like, oh, God. And then, <laughs> the funny thing about it is I just instantly change my energy and be like, you know, how can I help you? And then they'll say something, and then I'll find something, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I like this person. Right. We can, we can, we can deal with it. We can have a conversation. But in the initial, some days, I just be like, Lord, I'm just ready to just go home. I'm tired of being at this motherfucking job right now. I just want to go home. And everybody has that feeling. Everybody has that feeling of, like, I just want to, I don't want to, I don't feel like right. being here. I just want to dip. But... Code switching is a skill. I'm learning as we speak, yo. Mm-hmm. And it's funny seeing it in action like where we are. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, yo, some of our, like, these motherfuckers on site, yo, it's so funny. Like, they tell us to embody these norms, these site norms and code switching mm-hmm. and business professionality and shit like that. It is a thing. But then I look at, because, yo, 90% of our staff are niggas. Right. And I'll be sitting back like, you hear some of these motherfuckers talk? Right. I'll be sitting back like in my head like, oh, so we, so we just got to embody this. No, it's, and it's the thing, because here's the thing. So, this show, we be on this bitch like, fuck it is, dummy munga, fuck, oh, we say what the fuck we want to say, do what the fuck we want to do. But the reality is when I need a chat. Oh, yeah. When I need a chat. And I, and I definitely, for a fact, know who I would not not recommend this show to. <laughs> right. Real shit. But you know what? It surprises surprises me though. In actuality, um, some of the residents I've actually given this show to. Right. And been like, in my mind, I'm like, ugh, maybe Should this is not a good idea. Right. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't listen to this show. Like, ah, ah, it's hip hop trash. It's garbage. Right. Like, I just, I really, I really shouldn't. But, they will be the same ones to come back to me like, yo, your show is so crazy. Yo, you were so funny. Yo, right. my gosh. Like, and I just, and what we do is completely out of the norm of what they see see me doing right Yeah, if they see you face to face, it's like, but then they hear the show, they like, what? Like, that's you. Like, it's crazy. That's you, nigga. But, but all my life, I've actually had that it's, that's you kind of moment. Right. Like, between the show or me rapping, um, people don't know, like, especially when it comes down to me wearing short sleeves, people have no idea that I have tattoos. None of that shit. Like, right. nobody, nobody knows any of that until they, they see me in a different setting. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's so. funny, because at our school, that's how they, they actually don't allow none, none, none of the guys to wear short sleeve mm-hmm. shirts at all. Like, I've not never, even a button up. They don't I've, allow it. They don't, because they say that, that's, that's actually one of their biggest reasons why, is because Tattoos. Some people yeah. got whole fucking sleeves. Oh, like yeah. And they was like, "Come on now, like." But you know what? Surprisingly, though, in California, that actually switches. A lot of times, that is just their business casual. You can still. Wear I mean, it. 
It has to look a certain kind of way, but you you can still wear it. I feel yeah. like that's also California, though. California is culturally based, where it's just like yeah, we it's we very, don't we don't give a fuck what you look like. It's very hobo chic. They don't they don't it's care. Very hobo They're like chic. nigga, you could wear you could you could be ten neck. Well, I will say this: face tats dead. Face tattoos. I'm, I feel like that's anywhere. Like, that's nigga, anywhere. Unless nobody. you work in a kitchen where nobody see your ass, right? You you or cooking behind the computer dishwasher? screen where nobody sees yeah, you. Then then they might let you in, but right. A regular, like a you know, regular business professional saying you are not getting hired with face tattoos no. at all, and no. like not even a little bit. I don't give a fuck if it's a heart, a star, or a teardrop like, in your eye. And, and honestly, they really are kind of strict on nut tats too, because it's mm-hmm. like, come on, nigga, we can see all you right. got mob and shit, like right. <laughs> like, right across your neck and shit, money over bitches, mobbing for life. And like, it's like, how do I have a conversation with? A, a professor or like a CEO, like how you doing, sir? And nice to meet you as well. He's like, and and he might not say it to you, but he's definitely looking at that's that's yeah. a that's a very visible, you know, distinctive thing about yeah, you know, no. on your body. You think I'm not holding a conversation and looking directly at this tattoos, all this miscellaneous shit on your neck? Like <laughs> my, my my neck was never. Um, First of all, I don't even like people to touch my neck. Hell let, no. let alone I don't fuck with that shit. Let alone. <laughs> It being a thing of... I'm going to go get needle. some shit on my neck. Like. No, I'm not. I, it's just not happening, number one. Number two, it's... um, It, it just... It looks wrong. It just look. There's there's no way to do it. Now, I've seen it where... Professionally, I've seen people with sleeves that it looks fine on them. Right. And that's okay. And you can still, you know, kind of professionally uh, put it together. But you, you, you just can't. You can't. You just can't. Um, but yeah, as far as the coats, but you know, I was, I was always, I'm always nervous to showcase my our art and our talent and all of that. And when people see it, they're always like, "Yo, that's you." Like right. when I when I did that mixtape run for a quick minute, people were really like, "Yo, you nice." I, well, I know that because they not because they wouldn't even think that you would do that. You had that. Or, and, and the biggest the mis, the biggest misconception that kills me that kills me all the time. People, especially hood niggas, when you let hood niggas hear your music, they be like, oh, yo, you don't even look like a rapper. Bitch, what the fuck a rapper supposed to look like? I never understood that. I either. never understood that. L- like, they come in different shades shit. and what forms the- and, like, yo, a rapper can look like Drake, could look like Wayne, could look like um, Young Boy Never Broke, like, any of the spectrums in between. Like, there's that's so many shit. things. Literally, you could look like LL fuck, Cool J. What the fuck does a rapper, like, is a rapper supposed to look like? It just doesn't, it does not make any sense. We got niggas that come out like Donald Glover. Right. But spits fire and Hot sings. shit. And then it's like, oh, oh, he don't look like a rapper. Oh, he don't look like he's saying, right? Right. The fuck now, I'm so very mean? glad, I'm so very glad that motherfucker got rid of that holy ass sweater. <laughs> like, but. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, like, it does I don't know what that means. I just don't know what the fuck that means. Like, you don't, like, and I think the biggest thing that taught me how to code switch was one of the other things that was so weird. And kids, hopefully ain't no kids listen to this, but you can always get through this. If you are a child that lives in more of a suburban white neighborhood, yeah. but a lot of your family is primarily in urban neighborhoods, they don't understand when, and it was, that was, the thing they didn't understand that my dialect was so different because of the fact that I went to a predominantly white school. Right. So Monday through Friday, that's who I had to be, and then where I had to be with y'all niggas on the weekend and shit. Right, like, and realized that I couldn't switch it up. Like I was a kid, I didn't know that I was supposed to switch it up like that. Like I didn't know that I had to. So shit, I know, like I know, like even down with me, like 
My co- well, that's because I'm just I've been around so many different types of fucking people. Like right. so, like business. That's nothing at this point. Like I've been around so many different fucking. I know owners, CEOs, and shit like that. Right. And what's funny is when we when when we're when we're in the actual business setting, yes, code switching is definitely in full effect. Right. But when we leave, these same CEOs, the same type of people, they don't give a shit. Yo, we did fucking um. Maryland General Hospital graduation, you know. Mm-hmm. All these motherfuckers, doctors and shit like that. There's lawyers in there. Just like all these professional motherfuckers. They get this liquor up in them. It's completely I, different. They call, they call another ward. Well, we, I, I can hear one of the dudes over there by the open bar talking. He's like, yeah, look, buddy. You got this award, man. Don't fuck it up for us. Don't you fuck it up for us. Right. I'm sitting here like this, like. Like, sir? When I, look, when we got here, I shook this nigga head. He's like, how you doing, sir? It's so nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I know you're going to rock the house tonight, man. Yeah, look forward to seeing you afterwards, man. Definitely. We'll take some pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, get to look at him. Don't you fuck this up, man. <laughs> right. I'm sitting here. Right. right. I'm really sitting here like this. I hear it off the corner of my ear. I'm like, Did, what, didn't you just? What I you just shook this like? nigga head. Like, yo, like, don't you fuck this up, man. You know, we, look, we, yeah. we, we could go out after this, get some fucking drinks. I think a lot of times, like, okay, so when I was younger, uh, my, my it's it's so funny because my uh, my new leasing uh, professional, um, he's one of those people where he he's like very in tune to a lot of things, and they realize that I was like, you know, I've had so many different jobs. I have, but the reality is, I've gone from having jobs where I've handled niggas' money to Handling niggas getting new cars to handle, food. you know, handling niggas food. Handling you niggas done food. it all. Like you can literally um, say like nigga food, nigga shoes, clothes, shoes. Um, so I, I've done a little bit of everything, but in each arena, I've done differently. Like I, I may have worked a downtown locker room, but I also worked at Stride Right Shoes. So I didn't talk to the children mm-hmm. the way you talk to regular people. And even then, it was all customer service. But you just, I knew to. So I, I sized it to the children right, and made, right. it, made it more comfortable, you know, for the children. Right. But you, you always adapt and change to each arena. You don't sit back and be like, oh, I'm going to be the same exact person. That's not a, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. You can't, you adapt to situations. You can't have situations adapt to you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I, and it's funny, like, even, you know, to this day, like, honestly, like, there are some motherfuckers I know, I would never bring them around. A business owner that I know, right? A millionaire that I know, right. you know, real shit. I wouldn't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I can't like because I know them. Like, right? It's not like I wouldn't want to put you in that setting. I would, mm-hmm. but I know you. Like, right? I think a lot of people have that get that misconception. Like, they feel like if you don't want to bring them around somebody or want to put them in a certain setting, that you're not confident in them. Right? But it's not that I'm not confident. In you. It's because. Nigga, I know you. <laughs> right. I would rather. I've seen you in action many times. Yeah, and and not even that. It's like I will. I know you well enough to know that I'm not gonna put you around this specific business owner because this business owner is very blunt mm-hmm. and says what he wants and mm-hmm. when he wants to say it. Right. And for you to like me, there's a couple motherfuckers. There's a millionaire I know right now named Kenyo, white dude. Mm-hmm. This nigga lives on the boat in Florida. Mm-hmm. He just gave the house to what gave the house to his kids, and he's very. Fucking blunt. He's that guy mm-hmm. who will fucking push your... He won't even push your buttons intentionally. He has a sense of humor. 
Right. But a very vulgar but it's a vulgar sense. sense of humor, right? Like he, some people that he just says shit where it's just like tote that line, like and he says whatever he wants. Like right. he's a cool ass motherfucker though. Mm-hmm. But he says whatever he, he doesn't mean any harm by it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? He says what he wants when he wants to. You right. know he's gonna. Stay but then that opinion. also leads to the people that you know to be like, well, why I can't say what I want when I want? No. But because at the end of the day, it's like you need to learn. Just like it's same thing with code switching. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to hear something and not let your emotions get in the right. into play. That's why a lot of people don't do well in business environments. Mm-hmm. Someone talks to you a certain type of way, and you you may feel like or it, it came off a certain way to type of way to you, mm-hmm. and you react before you think. And then, and there's always a difference too. And I'll tell you where the difference lies in that. Okay, so speaking since you said that, because that's that's an important part. Um, so speaking of which. Like, remember I had the one manager that I told you that when I wanted to get closer to home and this, that, and the third, and I had the one manager. Now, she would say things in a specific kind of way that if you backed up a lot of the other things that you did, it would be fine. And I could say, okay, you just having a moment. Let me go ahead and just rock with it. You feel what I'm saying to you? But when you don't, it makes people standoffish towards you. You feel right, what I'm right. saying to you? So like my new manager, yeah, she can have her moments. Let's be clear. Yeah. Let's not let's not phase that like she can't have her moments. But at the same token, I'm also I also get to a point where when it came when it came down to that schedule, it's even, it's fair. When it comes down to it the schedule being on time, it's even, it's fair. You right. know what I'm saying to you? So she might be that kind of person where you be like, look a lot of times you be going too far, or you, every now and again you push it to you push it to the limit. Right. But the reality is, your track record speaks to being fair and even across the board. Exactly. So, so, th- so there's a big difference. So I can you know accept what you're saying. I can accept what you're saying because I've seen you in action. I see what you do is equal and fair, and I see where your goal is. Right. Everybody don't see. Everybody doesn't see the vision when you just think that you could just be a boss. Like I'm. I am now a manager, but even within the the spectrum of being a manager, you still have com- you still have common courtesy and respect, and it's, and it's so and it's so different because of the fact that um, I was only a few weeks prior to that in that boy's position, so I know what I'm looking for, I know what I want, and I know how to try to get the best out of him, and I know what she wants, and those are the things that you you know you. You stat you steadfast on me. You know what I'm saying to you. And even to this day, like meetings still get me flustered. Like all of that stuff still gets me flustered. But I know how to kind of switch within my behavior and what that is. You know right. what I'm saying. So I mean, and, and I like, agree. Right. And a lot of times, and I agree with you too. You're right. A lot of times, there are certain people that just you just know. Like I put it to you like this. Funniest thing my mother ever said to me recently. When my uncle passed, she was like, "True, you uncouth too." I said, "Yeah, but here's the difference. I know how to handle my uncouth." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was like, "Mommy, you do not. You just do not." Yeah, like I, I literally <laughs> tell her that. Like you do not handle your uncouthness well at all. And I can say that definitely from like my mother. You say something, she immediately takes up offense, offensive immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and I do understand. Like there are some, like like you said, is a difference. There are some bosses and some people. You know, executive motherfuckers who literally will talk to you like they are above you. Right. They will literally talk to you like you are nothing. Like right. they will. But 
Come on now. You can and easily, set, but again, you can easily you separate check, that. Yeah, and, but every now and again, you have to check that, but you also have to know when the level of respect to respectfully check it. Like, hey, look, check this out. I appreciate you. I'm going to curse you I, out. I'm not going to curse you out, but I, what I want you to know is that the way that you said that to me was very disrespectful, and I'm I, I just, I'm not here to be disrespected. I can't tolerate it. Yeah. Like, for instance, I remember a time um, we... So, where I work at, there just... It, it's it's money everywhere, and these apartment homes are extremely expensive. That is not a lie. That's not something that you can't research and can't find <laughs> out. It is it is super expensive. Big bang, nigga. Um, but however, one day I actually got disrespected by a resident, and I and I clearly I felt a certain kind of way about it, and I was still in my bag for like I had to be in my bag for a whole weekend. Right. So I literally told my manager, I said, "Look, I'm not trying to start no trouble. I don't want to have an attitude about it, and it's, it's not the goal." But I am not here to be disrespected. Like, that's just not... I'm never... I didn't come here for that. Right. And she understood and spoke with that resident as well. And I was very, very, very happy about that. You know what I'm saying? So... That show that show a level... A high level of respect towards her as well. Because it's like... Right. Okay, you acknowledge it as, as opposed to... Like, there are some places you'll go and some bosses will just be like, well, it's going to happen. Deal with it. But it's like, there's deal no, with it. No, if I deal, the, now, if mm, I deal if with I it how to, I want to deal with it... Mm-mm. You gonna fire my ass, but <laughs> also and also here's the thing: I've been in the game far too long yeah. to be disrespected. <laughs> like, and that's and that's bottom line. You got me here for one for one reason, but I'll be damned. I'll be damned, and I'll say that off off top. I, regional, no man, I don't care who it is. I've worked too hard in my career to not be respected, and that goes for any field. That goes for music. Goes for anything. Like I've worked too hard in my craft. I've worked too hard in what I do to be disrespected. And I'm mm-hmm. just not gonna. I'm just not gonna take it. So you know, let, let's be clear that that is the case. I'm always like that. And you know what? My other manager hated that shit. She hated when I said, "Let's be clear." Mm-hmm. No, let's be clear. So you and I don't have any miscommunications. But uh, this is what, what you're not going to do. Clarity. Like, we need to have a mutual understanding. She, she hated She hated when I said it. No, because I need you to understand what you're not going to do in this in this realm is you're not going to try to talk circles around it to make it seem like it's me. Mm-mm, it's not just me. It's you. It's you too. And the second that you realize that, you will be a better person mm-hmm. for it. But it also, like I said, just with code switching in general, it is a Skill. Yeah. It is a whole skill. Like when I talk about, and I used to say it back in the earlier episodes, I would say like rapping is a skill and writing is a skill. It yeah. is a skill. I even, even with me presenting the song that we had to Kalada, like I presented the song, I presented the music because we, we murdered the music. The music right. part was fine. Right. But I'm not, pres- and I presented part of the words. Right. But until all of that is actually finished and I'm going to send her the lyric sheet, like other than that, that's that's a dub, and so and you everybody like, well, why does it take so long? Because I'm not writing from a perspective for me. Nope. It's different, and I'm it's definitely not about to different. provide no piss poor quality, quality of anything of to work. anyone. This is not, like, and it's not, not even just with music. That's with anything. Anything. I'm exactly. not gonna give you no shitty results for nothing. Nope. You're gonna see results where it's like, you know what? This man's reliable. Exactly. I can I can call on him and say, hey Troy. um... Listen, I got this song. This is what the basis is. Can you send? Can you like put together at least a verse just to give me some mm-hmm. help with for? I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shit might take two weeks. The shit might take a month. Mm-hmm. But when you get it, you're gonna be like, okay, okay. <laughs> and, and it's and it's also you know with musically all topic from that. It's also about being in your element too, because you have to be in your element. Right. And if you're not in your element, you're not comfortable or whatever. You're never going to make the best product. You know right. what I'm saying to you, like. 
no matter what it is, you just you're not gonna be able to make the best product if you're not comfortable. Right. But um, as far as it goes with code switching, like I said, it is it is a complete and utter skill. Like, and people are like, well, where did you get it from? Um, I I learned that skill in acting classes primarily when I was younger. Like that was something that we did, and I didn't know that we were doing, and I didn't even know that how bubbly and, and upbeat my energy would be reflects off on everybody else. Right. Just like for instance, and this is just this is just this ain't even code switching, this is just common courtesy and common sense. I had a coworker who said to me one time, you go into that office and you always speak or hold conversations about how was XYZ's weekend and this, that and the third. I'm just like, I would never do that. Um, that's fine. And that is clearly, and that is clearly you. But my grandmother used to say, and I promise you, this is the weirdest thing ever. But when we would walk into a room and we didn't speak or we didn't say anything, she'd be like, "Did I sleep with you last night?" And it's saying horrible, no matter how which no, way you but, but no, no, no. But that's but real the shit. Context behind it, right? But the context behind it was like, "Did I sleep with you last did, night?" Like, yeah, that's real shit. Like, should I? Like, should we be just having this discussion? Like. No, it's funny you because that would go over, you know, it would go over somebody here real quick. Yep. But if you've been, uh, you know, like I said, same thing with code switching. Mm-hmm. Code switching, just understanding in general tones and language, you know, yep. different dialogues and how people say things, how to take it, what they mean by it. Right. Just hearing that, like, that didn't go over my head immediately. Right. And no, I heard it, it, I was it like, didn't. It oh, wow. like, that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, at, from the from the beginning of it, it might sound a little fucked up. Like, yeah, no, I didn't sleep with you, bitch. What you talking about? Right, exactly. But in reality, it's like, do I have to explain anything to you? Like, right. Are we fucking? Like, like exactly, it's one of the questions. Exactly. Like, it's like you know, like it's just like if a chick getting in, you like a chick bothering you and on your on your coattails and shit. Mm-hmm. You just be like. We Are we down? fucking? We going <laughs> like, what's going on here? Is there a ring on your finger that I put there? Right. Like, I don't gotta explain shit to you. Right. At all. I don't. Like, exactly. <laughs> and that's why it should have been an unspoken bond. Like, I will come in and we'll hold conversation because it shouldn't be, especially with it being such a small cast of people. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be so much unnecessary tension. You know what I'm saying to you? So I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely here for it. Um. I'm not afraid to to speak my mind, and I've actually gotten um, a lot better. Definitely got a lot better, especially in the whole code switching um, arena. So you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, Me too. I'll say that. Like yeah. I know for a fact I've gotten better because I used to actually be like, how can I say this? I have. How can I say this, y'all? I used to, I care so much about other people's feelings. Uh, if not one fucking and no, uh, now that's the point I got. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, fast no forward time, but right. I was that guy that's like, I know damn well I'm right, mm-hmm. but if I say what I really want to say, right, it's gonna cause conflict, tension, mm-hmm. possible retaliation. Like, so I try to think ten steps ahead, but now where I'm at now, that shit don't even matter to me. Like right. now, I, the way I explain it to people, yo. 
I'm even gonna <laughs> look. I'm gonna say what I want to say regardless. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be you know conscious. I'm gonna be very you know weary on what I'm saying to you. Right. I'm gonna say what I want to say. I'm even going to change even how the inflection of yeah. what I say to you. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna make sure that what I say is what I want to say. Right. But I'm gonna say it in a way where it's. You know, I'm not, it's not being, you know, blatant and vulgar and shit, you know, mm-hmm. belligerent. Like, I'm going to say what I want to say, but I'm going to word it different. I'm going to still get what I want to say on my chest, but it's like, where I am now, it's like, all right, look, I always tell people, I'm going to say what I want to say. Nobody going to stop me from saying it, mm-hmm. period. You either like it or you don't. Exactly. If you don't like it, you can address it. You can say, hey, and, I, don't, and, I don't appreciate, you know, and, and I liked it. I, that's called feedback. Like, hey, right. I don't, I don't, I didn't. The way you said it, I didn't. I took and it even to goes, it. and that even goes to the show. Like that was a big thing. Everyone was mm-hmm. like, everyone was so big on. Um, oh, y'all do a lot of cursing. This, that, and the third. Let me tell you something. Hey, yo. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've been a cursor a long period of time, and some, and I feel like this. My reasoning, and and, and I don't even have to have reason or justification of what I do because I, I say what the fuck I want. What the fuck you talking about? But, but. Everyone's like, well, wouldn't you want the market to be on? A d- mm, no. But you got shit so. like the Breakfast Club when niggas come on there with full blown ski mask on. Well, that was even the Angie Ann show when Mace came with a whole goddamn ski So mask. don't add, don't add, don't tell us shit about like. First of all, right. we don't nobody time but right. ours. Exactly. Niggas ain't funding us. Right. We you know what I, when I tell you, you and I have been the ones we to, to we bring are the catalyst of it. We are we we are not only the kickstand podcast, mm-hmm. but we are the catalyst of the kickstand podcast. Right. We have no back behind this. We have no one behind the scenes of our shit mm-hmm. doing our shit for us. Nah, my nigga, when you see them Instagram posts, Troy's posting his ass off. Yeah. SoundCloud, I'm definitely up. Like, we do this shit ourselves. We are literally a two-man army. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody... We got supporters, yes. Mm-hmm. But no one funding our shit. You, right. Nigga, yeah. Maybe sometimes... Nigga might take a week off. Two weeks. Maybe a month. But we can do but that. that. But that's only But that's only in the in the digest to try to get it all together. Yeah, because we say. have a lot... People don't... Like, we... This podcast is not just the only thing that niggas just do. Right. We have a lot of shit that we do besides this podcast. Mm-hmm. Each of us individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nigga, maybe niggas need a break. Maybe niggas need a we break. Need, we need a break to stop <laughs> talking about other nigga shit. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like nigga, we need to recalibrate ourselves. Like, right, nigga, exactly. yeah, nigga need to play the game a little bit. We just need to chill and not do this. You know, it happens. It happens all the time, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Granted, other people, you know, it's their legitimate full-time job. So, like... Right. Nigga, we ain't there right now. We mm-hmm. we we got other plans, other shit going on. But just in, in in hindsight and going back about the whole, you know, the whole cursing situation, I, I feel like this. Number one, we talk about hip hop primarily yep. as as one of the main sources. And we also talk about other music and this, that, and the third. But that the main thing that we end up talking about is hip hop. So at the end of the day, I'm not gonna not speak the language of the streets. Like I've never not The authenticity that anybody has ever found it in hip-hop in general has come from it sounding like everything that you knew about. The artists that you loved talked and spoke those stories in a language and a dialect that you understood and agreed with. It was those, you know, reaching out for the stories. Um, but you've never gotten to a point where it's just been, oh, it's, it's a complete censored kind of situation. Now, I respect those that do it. I, I love the fact that you can. I love the fact that that's part of what you want to create your art form to be. And I get that. But 
I, I've, I've never set out to be here for everybody. No. Like, I, I've never been, even in my regular life, no, I'm not everybody's flavor. Nigga, I'm not everybody's self, regardless. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So, why would I sit back and decide that the, the art form or the brand that I created with you or made with you needs to be censored or censorship like that? Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Nah, nor do I, <laughs> nor do I agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sorry. so that's just not, it's just not the thing. But um, code switching is a thing. What I will say is, if you do not have this skill, you need to get it and learn, learn it learn and try to hold on to it. Because I will, I will say this: it has made me money over the years. It has now has it put my soul on tilt. Yeah. From time to time, absolutely. But has it also made me profit over the years? Absolutely. Because I'm able to walk into any arena and be like, yo, you good? We good? Okay. And furthermore, I will say this. I remember I walked into the job that I have now and it was it was definitely it still is and, and I won't say was but it, it still is all about professionalism and it definitely is. I'm, I'm never going to say that it's not. But I realized that I was able to bend and flex to their world and they were able to bend and flex to my world. And that is utterly important. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you you I can wake up and go to a job where I'm like, okay, well, I feel like they respect me and I respect what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those are those are the most amazing portions of having a job like the one that I had, which I, I, I'm not going to lie. There are days I fall in love with my job. And there are days that I'm just like, oh, this, this joint is so hard. Oh, God. Right. Why? But I, I, but again, God tests his, his, his biggest soldier. So I believe it. it is what it is. Um, but for the most part, I think that's pretty much it. That definitely wraps up another great episode because we are now on episode number 73. We keep grinding. We keep going. We, yep, keep, yep. we keep spinning. You know what I'm saying? Spinning these wheels shutting. Um... But once again, as always, fear, false evidence appearing real. It is only real if you allow it to be real. But also, don't forget that you can create your own reality, even in this code switching. Create something enough for people to end up in your world and be like, they don't even know how they got there. At all. <laughs> they don't even know how they got there. But they're there. But they're definitely there. Um so, once again, you can find us on Google Music, you can find us on TuneIn, and you can find us on um, Apple Music or iTunes, depending on how you feel about it. Um, and I am your host, Young Smith. I'm And this is the Chicago. We out this now. Yes, sir.